Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. This is a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. I'm Dr. Linda Travelute, and sitting across the table from me are Rodney and Michelle Gage. Hey, everybody. Hey, Linda. Linda, thank you for being the host (laughs) of the greatest host of all time. How about that? Of the greatest (laughs) podcast of all time, right? Climbing the ranks of iTunes and wherever else you find your podcasts. Uh, maybe YouTube as well. And speaking of which, we would love for you to rate and review this podcast. That will help us greatly. And leave some comments, right? We'd like to see what's happening out there. Are are you enjoying the content? Is it hitting home? Is it helping you? And then two, Rodney and Michelle would love to engage with you. The Gages would like to engage with you uh, via DM, right? On Instagram and Facebook. You can check them out at The Winning Family. Let them know what you'd like to hear about. Ask them questions. They are fantastic mentors and would love to help you. Yes? Yes. Thank you. 100%. We'd love it. Absolutely. Right. Well, we're going to talk about why your approach to parenting matters today. This is a hot topic. Lots of parents are wondering how to approach parenting the right way. So let's break this down. This is going to be super helpful. It's, it's confusing, right? It There's, is a bit, right? Just a <laughs> I tad hear bit. people talking you know, about parenting all over the place. You just hear people conversing about it it's like the uh the ant inside the yo-yo it's a little confusing <laughs> up and down and all around there's so many uh thoughts there are and perspectives yeah should this. you spank should you not spank yeah. should you have a curfew should you not i don't know if that's where you're going but that's where my oh, mind is <laughs> <kinds of things. laughs> right oh, i mean man. should should a two-year-old make all of its own choices box on this one. <laughs> i'm even thinking about the times i'm standing in line at a store and i see a parent just do something outrageous with their two-year-old and i'm like oh no don't approach it like that mm. yeah. oh help yeah. us out help us out today let's do well, it I think, uh, yeah, I think there is a lot of uh, confusion and there's obviously tons of questions. But I mean, I think if you could kind of, I don't know, categorize four types of parents, um, you know, maybe just for our conversation today. I think if you could categorize four group groupings or types of parents out there in the world, I think you would probably find one of these four, you know, seen and you've we've all witnessed these in one way or another Mm -hmm. but i do think there is one out of these four is more of the ideal that we should strive you know for but yeah let's unpack some of these and these aren't just our opinions i mean this this is studies research has been done throughout the years uh you know clinical psychologists which you are by the way so actually you probably should be taking the lead on this one but you know, I think there's been all forms of studies that have been conducted just based on what is helpful, what is hurtful, and a lot of the patterns that we, I guess, in many ways by default fall into, mm-hmm. most of the time is because of what we've seen or how we were raised growing up as mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. So we're more, we're more likely to repeat the behaviors, the perspective, the approach of the way we were parented mm-hmm. and whether that's good, bad, you know, or indifferent. I mean, at the end of the day, we are going to mimic a lot of what just comes natural based on what we've experienced. And so if our parents were a certain way, then we're going to probably do a lot of those things mm-hmm. a certain way with our kids. Mm-hmm. And so again, um, I think it's a matter of us understanding what's healthy and what is not healthy, what's productive, what's unproductive. And if our goal is to raise healthy, secure kids that are secure in who they are, 
in not just the Lord, but just in their own identity and confidence so that they are able to live in a sense of freedom rather than living in fear or living in some uh, mindset of, um, of, I don't know, just if anything, maybe just the inferiority of, you know, that, that they can't measure up or they can't succeed based on certain limitations they have. But we want to break all of that down and try to help just kind of walk through some things that we can do to maybe get on the path that allows us to raise healthy, godly, secure kids. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, one of those is is uh, the phrase or term that's often used as permissive parenting. Mm. And <laughs> we see this. So let me just put this. So if you have a, if you've ever been on an airplane and you get that kid who's just like kicking the seat behind you. And I mean, for like nonstop, just that rude, obnoxious, you know, mm -hmm. annoying kid that's just kicking the seat. Well, the parent seated next to him just allows it to continue to go mm -hmm. on and mm -hmm. on and on. That's the permissive parent. Mm -hmm. That's the one who warns 15 times, if you don't do this, then you're not going to get to do that. Don't make me count to three or you're going to. And then they count to 25, yeah. you know, giving them chance after chance. And it's just like, at what point do they draw the line? Right. Right. You know, so that's pretty much a free spirited. Anything goes. The kid can do whatever they want to do. And we see that a lot in our culture today. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of kids, the reason why they struggle with boundaries is because they've never been given boundaries right. Right. in their life or mm -hmm. have never seen boundaries really um, carried out mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the standpoint of being established right. in their home. Right. So what's what's so difficult about that, you know, being played out over the years uh, is that kids need boundaries to feel secure. Yes. Mm -hmm. They need to know where <laughs> where the boundaries are. When I go outside those boundaries, there's pain with the choice that I'm making. They need our par parents need so much to communicate mm -hmm. those boundaries because they're communicating love. They're yeah. saying, I love you. That's right. When I, mm -hmm. when I show you these boundaries and I hold you accountable to these boundaries and I, uh, there's consequences outside the boundaries that I enforce as a parent that says, I love you mm -hmm. and I don't want you to get hurt. That's right. So I'm going to show you where the lines mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the old etch-a-sketch is with the permissive parent. I've heard you say before, it's like the old etch-a-sketch. You draw the lines, and but then when they, they shake them, you know, you shake it, and it's gone the next day, you know. So and we think that we want to be our kid's best friend mm -mm. and that we can be their best friend by being permissive with them. But it's actually the opposite. When they become teenagers, they become angry. Yes. They become violent. Yes. If they haven't had some boundaries and been shown the way. And that is a, that is a devastating thing to a parent. Absolutely. So I highly encourage th that you go the opposite direction yeah. of yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had a, a situation one time where I was talking to a, um, a girl who was... Uh, witnessing and listening to a boy that I was also talking with. So it was two of these young people together, a girl and a boy. And the boy was going off on his parents about how strict they were. 
can't do this, he can't go there, they're always riding him about this or that. And so he was kind of like venting on the fact that they were like just seemingly like very controlling. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side of that, she was hearing him kind of voice those concerns or voice those sentiments from the standpoint of his frustration or anger. And then she spoke up and she said, you know, I just wish I had parents who cared enough to even notice that I exist. And what blew my mind on that is like, it was almost like here you have two extremes Mm. And the, where she was coming from, it's like, my parents just let me do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's almost because they are so busy with mm-hmm, their lives, yeah. it's almost mm-hmm. they don't even care. Right. So there are so many extremes. But again, this is the permissive lifestyle where it's like, what's okay one day is suddenly not okay the next day. And so there's inconsistencies. It brings confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, one day something's right. The next day something's wrong. And so it's just... We have to realize that in today's world and culture, you know, I think the previous generation or the the current generation, you know, it's like, okay, well, everybody's going to get a trophy on the team. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's a winner. You know, let's celebrate everybody. But what's happening is, is that it's it brings confusion to Mm -hmm. identity. It Mm -hmm. it brings confusion when it comes to boundaries. It can so permissive parenting may be something that a lot of parents choose to do because maybe either their own fear and insecurity mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it potentially could be, well, I don't want to drive my son and my draw my daughter right. away right. by enforcing certain right. things because I want them to like me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to accept me and I want them to not think bad of me. So therefore they lower the standard right. thinking that that's going to win their kids over mm-hmm. when in reality it has an adverse effect. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. where permissive parenting can get very com- confusing and unhealthy, mm-hmm. you know, in the long run. Yeah. In fact, studies show that parents who lack boundaries, their children end up feeling insecure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Insecure. Right. Absolutely. Where parents would think it's the opposite around. So what you're saying is boundaries really do communicate love and boundaries create a very secure young person or mm-hmm. child, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So Can so you important. imagine like when you're on top of a skyscraper yeah. and you have like the the glass or the plexiglass strong walls that are protecting you. If you don't know where that's at and how insecure you would yeah. feel looking over the edge, you know, yep. into this world mm-hmm. as a child, mm-hmm. they need to know where their boundaries yep. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and the second area or term that's often used is the uninvolved parent. So obviously, um, and this is interesting that studies show, in fact, uh, studiesfinds.org actually did a a study and determined that the average parent will spend less than five hours per week in face-to-face time or conversation with their kids. Mm. And so when you think about that, that's staggering to me. And I think the problem is, is that... um, it's almost like it's it's the parents who are there. So even so, like in today's world, where so many people have home offices, they're um, you know they're 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 traveling maybe due to their work or you know whatever the challenge might be. But point is, is that everybody's busy. Time is is a precious commodity for everybody. So the world, our worlds are being pulled more and more apart. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that a lot of times without even realizing it, 
we become detached and unengaged uh, or disengaged, not just you know from being in the physical presence of our kids, but even in the emotional mm-hmm. connection with our kids. And so it's one thing to be you know around our kids, but not necessarily be engaged right. emotionally with right. our kids, mm-hmm. entering into their world. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I always encourage parents. You know, you know it's the old adage. You know, love is spelled T I M E. And so we have to make time. We have to make that a priority. We have to be intentional. We have to make space so that our kids know that we value them. We prioritize them over anything, you know, outside of our marriage relationship. We have to make our children the highest, most important priority. And I know that most parents probably that are listening to this, that's their, that is where they are. Their children are their highest, most important priority. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, how much conversation is going on? Right. How, how engaged are you mm-hmm. in your child's world? Mm-hmm. Not just the do's and the don'ts and the chores mm-hmm. and make sure you get your homework and all of those kind of things. It's more of like, tell me what's going on with yeah. your friends. Right. Tell me Next who, 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 yeah, who are your mm-hmm. friends? Right. Yeah. You know, where, tell me a little bit about, you know, their family. Tell right. me a little bit about what are the, some of the things that they're involved in? What do they do? Mm-hmm. You know, just start learning more about what your children's interests are. Right. You know, do you even know what they enjoy doing? Right. What are they passionate right. about? You know what? So, again, it's it's the old quality time versus mm-hmm. quantity mm-hmm. time argument. Mm-hmm. Well, the way I look at that, the more the more quantity times you invest into the relationship, the more quality times yes. are going to be manifested yes. from that relationship. Yes. So again, it's that uninvolved, just, it's just the detached, um, it's you so know, easy to happen in, yeah. in our world with the, the device in our hands and the, the little white things in our ears, right. Right. <laughs> yep. our, our ear pods, AirPods, whatever they're called. Sorry. I enjoy them when I'm on my walk. But uh, when our kids are sitting at the table at dinner with us with their AirPods in their ears, uh, that's not, you know, we're not having conversation at that point. And, you know, setting some boundaries on on those digital devices, too. And, you know. So much to talk about right there. Yeah. One of the things that I see all the time, this is one of my pet peeves, (laughs) and I'm just going to be very, 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 very uh, candid, and I'm speaking the truth in love with parents, especially parents who have young kids. I can't tell you how many times I go to a restaurant and the kids are totally engrossed in the with they got their iPad. Yeah. And sometimes you get multiple kids, they got multiple iPads. They're all seated at the table or at the booth. And the kids are totally engaged and engrossed in their mm-hmm. computer games mm-hmm. or iPads, you know, apps or whatever they're doing. And so what in many ways what that communicates is the parents are like y'all stay over here. Mm-hmm. And don't bother us. Mm-hmm. And rather than saying, no, we're going to learn how to have conversations mm-hmm. and rather being in control of the right. situation right. and the conversations, right. we mm-hmm. want to invite our kids into our world yes. and we want to step into their world yes. and yes. leverage that as much as we possibly can. Yes. The third area or uh, category a lot of times you might find is what's referred to as the authoritative mm-hmm. uh, or authoritarian, if you will. 
um, it's the it's the authoritarian parent, and that's the <laughs> that's the drill sergeant. It's all rules. It is they're very rigid. It's do things you know a certain way. If you don't, you're getting in trouble. You know, uh, there's just the focus is really more on the consequences of behavior or standards or whatever. And the problem with that approach, again, it breeds insecurity, fear. Um, you know, we may get short-term compliance, but it, it creates a long-term uh, animosity, resentment, anger, you know, mm-hmm. in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like the old saying, rules without a relationship will lead to rebellion. But mm-hmm. a relationship along with rules over time will win respect. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, the authoritarian of the uh, demands, you know, of what we place on our children with these high, high standards, um, sometimes they're not fair or realistic or obtainable, but yet they're being enforced. And so, again, it goes back to understanding, you know, what is the parent's motivation behind that authoritarian? authoritative kind of approach you know is it out of their own insecurity Mm -hmm. is it out of you know maybe their fear of losing control Mm -hmm. so again there's a lot of underlying motivations that i think are toxic and unhealthy and only breeds fear and insecurity in the lives of our kids Mm -hmm. but i think again as we shared at the very beginning there are four most common types or categories three are not very productive And I think there's one that should be the goal that we should obtain to strive towards, and that is what's referred to as the authoritative. So, again, there's a difference between the authoritative and authoritarian. Yes. And the uh, authoritative is really more of a uh, balance of what is referred to as love and limits. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we are practicing tough love, but at the same time, we have put boundaries and limits Um, so that our kids are understanding what is right and what is wrong, what is acceptable, what is unacceptable. And what we're doing is we're helping them build character through what it is that we are modeling for them. So it's not just do as I say, but no, we're going to together, Mm -hmm. we're going to live a life that is truly honoring of the Lord mm-hmm. and honoring of each other. And we're going to show respect toward one another. And as a result, this is how we're going to treat other people as well in the process. And what that does is that it begins to build those boundaries. It begins to build character. It begins to give kids a sense of what is right, what is wrong. There's rewards. Mm-hmm. You know, I always often say, you know, what, what gets rewarded gets repeated. Right. And so when we highlight and we spotlight and we re- reward good behavior, you know, when we see our kids living out certain values, when they do things well, mm-hmm. you know, we recognize that. We, we affirm that. We, mm-hmm. you know, we really encourage them in the process. But at the same time, when they step outside of those boundaries, you know, there are consequences that have to be enforced. Mm -hmm. And it's not because we want their life to be miserable, but it's because we love them enough, we care for them enough that we don't want to see them also make choices that's going to, in the long term, you know, bring ruin or destruction to their life. So this is much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. 100%. But... 
with our experience and walking through this journey with a lot of parents and families out there who didn't maybe have the 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 fortunate blessings of being raised in a in a you know really solid healthy functional family which in a lot of people today are like I don't even know what that looks like right but it's possible and with God's help and by starting over and building you know those building blocks and that foundation man it's a, it's amazing how kids respond mm. to that love and to the limits that they're craving for and I think one of the main reasons why we are seeing what we're seeing today with so many issues and challenges that bring a lot of concern or panic to a lot of parents when it comes to the stuff kids are into and the behaviors that are displaying, it's because they're just looking for guidance and for direction. Right. They're looking to have a sense of security and purpose to their life. And so that's where we come in as parents we have to help navigate that. We can't defer that to someone else. Can't expect the teacher, the coach, or the even the the youth pastor at church or anybody else to do that for us. Those are supplemental, you know, parts of their journey. But at the same time, we've got to be the primary voice yeah. that is speaking into their lives. Right. And that right. voice is a voice of love. It's a voice of truth. And it's that guiding voice that our children know is a voice they can trust. It's a voice that, that they respect mm -hmm. and that they're listening to. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And I would encourage you. I want to encourage you in this as well, because it's like you're driving a car down the road and you're trying to keep it on the road. And, it, you know, mm. sometimes it wants to shimmy to the right or to the left. Right. And you're trying to hold on to that, that steering wheel and keep it on the road. And I just want to encourage you because we've been down that road. We've raised our kids. Um, we have our youngest is 22 now. And so <laughs> we've, we've walked through each of these different ones that, you know, we kind of slide to one or the other sometimes. You're mm -hmm. not always perfect. You don't always get it right. But I just want you to know, just, just pray that God will give you wisdom, that Jesus will take the wheel for you because he can and he will, and he'll give you wisdom and guidance and direction to be that kind of a authoritative parent. That's the kind of parent he is to us. He's yes. our heavenly father. Right. He's the perfect example for us. And, and he loves us and he guides us just as a shepherd would guide his sheep. You want to keep them together and you want you don't want one to go off but if they go off you're going to go help them come back inside the sheepfold right. he loves us and that's the kind of parent we want to be i just want to encourage you just to pray god's going to help you through this that's right and if you'd like to go deeper into learning how to be a more authoritative parent with love and limits Rodney and Michelle have an incredible mentoring program that can help you do just that. So we want to encourage you to go to the doublewinclub.com. That's the doublewinclub.com and sign up for their mentoring program. You can actually get 30 days free. Test it. Take it for a test drive. You're talking about test drives, Michelle, right? <laughs> right. Take it for a test drive. <laughs> and then if you determine, hey, it's not helpful, which I doubt, uh, you can unsubscribe, right? There's right. no pressure, no right. pressure. Right. And uh, you can also get a copy of Rodney's new book, 
the double win. So that is a, a great resource to keep in your toolbox. That's Anything right. Else? They can also uh, sign up there at thewinningfamily.com yes. or the doublewinclub.com to receive our weekly uh, blog as well that yes. we send out. So, and a part of the double win club is the winning word that they get every single week in their inbox as well, which is so much fun, but it's a word to focus on every week that really helps you when you have something to focus on, especially when you're going through a challenging season as a parent. If you can just keep your, your mind and your heart and your eyes focused, it's really helpful. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you. This has been an incredible podcast episode. It's been so helpful. And we want to encourage the podcast listeners and viewers to rate and review and share and connect with Rodney and Michelle on Instagram and Facebook at The Winning Family. And they will respond. They will listen to you. They will yes. uh, answer your questions. So, so don't we be afraid to. to DM them and ask questions. And you may just hear more subject matter on the question that you pose to them because uh, that's that's great content for the yeah. podcast, right? And you know what? Yeah. I got a great song idea. Okay. You should write a song called Jesus Take the Will. I guarantee it'll be a hit. Oh, you know what? I'll check into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to my son. <laughs> Very good. We okay. might just have Luke sing on the podcast one, <laughs> one day, right? Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time.